Welcome to the U World Order Showcase Podcast. Your host, Jill Hart, the coach's alchemist. Couldn't be more excited to have you join us today. On this podcast, we celebrate the champions of change, the up-and-coming life, health and transformational coaches who are fearlessly stepping forward to make a difference in the world. Get ready for inspiring stories, practical tips, and powerful moments that will motivate you to make a positive change in your life and those around you. We're happy to have you join us on this incredible journey as we dive into the world of life, health, and transformational coaches who are lighting up the path towards a better tomorrow. Hi, and welcome to the U World Order Showcase podcast. Today, we're speaking with Anne-Marie, and I'm not even going to try to massacre her last name. We'll let her tell you about it. And she is going to tell you all about herself because this gal is into so many different things. This is going to be such a treat for y'all. So I'm going to hand it over to Anne-Marie. Go ahead, Anne-Marie. Introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about all the stuff because you are just like so interesting. (laughs) I'm super excited to be here. My name's Anne-Marie Gaidosh. Um, like Jill said, I do a lot of different things. I consider myself a multi-potentialite. So it just means I have a lot of different interests, things I'm passionate about. My biggest passion is storytelling. So it's kind of like the thread through everything I do. I'm really passionate about sharing underrepresented stories. So I travel a lot. I do a lot of journalism and just share stories from people I've met abroad. I also work as a production coordinator at HBO. So kind of along that same thread, then I am also a podcast host for a podcast called Room 3228, where we bring on youth to talk about controversial topics and just have a safe space to share their perspectives, no matter what their interests are. And I also am a web developer for the United Nations, so I help them with a lot of different projects that they're working on related to graphics and creative direction and just promoting stuff on the internet. See, I told you, lots of exciting and interesting things. You were, um, God, I I don't even know where to start with. (laughs) I know that you did the ball drop in Times Square, which, I mean, how do you even, like, I always thought it was just, like, something on TV. (laughs) Uh So this was actually my first time doing it. I've been wanting to go for years, but I could never convince my family or friends to go because... When you're a native New Yorker, you just don't do touristy things. It's kind of like, and I feel like it, it, you're too cool for school type of situation. And also it's just, it's, I've heard it's a pretty miserable experience typically because you wait in line for hours. You're pretty much there all day. There's nowhere to use the bathroom. People are a little bit crazy. But when I went, it was actually during 2020. So I was invited because at the time I was working in mental health. And so they selected a couple of quote unquote heroes of 2020, just people that were working on projects that were impacting the local community in a positive way. And I was working as a communications coordinator, kind of setting up um, mental health resources for the elderly at that time. They were really struggling with depression, anxiety, a lot of death going on in that community. And so they invited me to the ball drop. And it was actually really cool. I got to bring one friend and we had like little pods. So it wasn't the traditional ball drop experience where you're stuck in a crowd with millions and millions of people. Instead, it was like, I think there were about a hundred people max and each person had a pod of like two to four people and you're kind of like barricaded off. 
And so it was actually really nice because you got to watch it without the crowd. And also like they would usher us in for bathroom breaks and stuff. So it's actually a really unique experience. They only did that for one year. And I really enjoyed it. I will say, I don't know if I'll ever go back for the actual ball drop, but I think this was good enough for me. Well, that's certainly an experience, something you can tell your grandchildren about someday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you decide to have them. But um, so what are your other, what are some of the other things that you're doing? I know you've got pictures of you with the CIA. It's kind of like pretty wild. Yeah, so when I was in college, I studied computer information systems and music management. And so I was really interested in cybersecurity. And at that time, I, I conducted research on the applications of biometric technology, so like facial recognition, fingerprinting. And I had um, I'd done research on like combining multitude of different factors, so like combining facial recognition with fingerprinting and how that would make things a lot more secure than just having one method. So having that multi-factor authentication. And so I did got invited to work with Morpho. I did not. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so it's just like a research project that I did. And then I was invited to present it at the CIA for a couple of weeks in the summer. And that was a really good experience. Um, it's something I never expected to do, but yeah, it's funny that we get there and they like, took us to like the grand hall and I felt like I was in the movies they took a photo of us with like the CIA logo on the floor um definitely right. a really unique experience as well one for the grandchildren yeah. you have lots of them yeah I have a lot of unique stories I think I don't know how things just like I don't know just find myself in really surprising situations sometimes <laughs> so how do you like what is your what does your life look like <laughs> I guess it's kind of a weird question but you know, you, you do all these things. And I know you said the thread is that you, you're a journalist. So you're putting this information out there. Do you do it as a podcast journalism or is it print journalism? Do you write for magazines? Do you, how does that look? Sure. So it started out with podcasting. I'm hoping to transition to more of a print format. I also do stuff on social media. So I'm a content creator. So I share a lot of resources there, but I want something that's more print like format I think that's my next step and that's what I'm moving towards but podcasting was kind of where it all started I had started a podcast called room 3228 with my two best friends in college and it was just an incredible experience I always knew I loved to communicate I love to share stories I love to like connect with people and I never knew how I could actually do that professionally and I think the podcast was kind of where it took off um it's just something I was so passionate about like I wasn't earning any money from it in the beginning we we're kind of just spending all this time doing it but it was like my favorite thing that I was doing at the time, just super passionate about it. And to this day, we're still going, bringing back more episodes and inviting guests to talk about topics. And it's funny because you sit there and you want to share information, you want to learn. But for me, the best part is just hearing other people's perspectives, especially being from New York. I think we get stuck in this like bubble sometimes and we're kind of just in our own heads. And so it's really cool when you can meet other people, not only from other states, but from other countries and kind of hear what their lives look like. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, what does your life look like? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. So um, so I have my nine to five job. I work at HBO um, doing production finance. So I do like budgeting, things like that. So for mm -hmm. most of the day, that is my main responsibility unless I have a day off. Um, all my other side projects come in my free time. So like once the workday ends or sometimes I wake up even earlier, lunch break, stuff like that. Um, then I'm working on coding things for the UN, depending on how much work there is to do, whatever I need to do. 
uh, journalism and like I reach out to people for like stories and for like in advice or like wanting to be on the podcast also in my free time and then I also model and like I said content creation so all that's kind of in my free time that stuff isn't as structured I'd say as like my standard job and it really depends on the day um, I'm not one for a ton of structure I get really bored that way so I kind of just like whenever I have the time that week or that day I'll schedule out like what I want to do in my free time so my actual free time is not really free time it's like scheduled playtime for the things that I'm interested in besides my regular job it's the progressing the U world order <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. it's funny because like people are always like what does your day-to-day -day look like what's your schedule and I'm like there is no schedule I want to get better about it like I have one friend who's like very very structured like she wakes up at five every day goes to the gym then she works then blah blah, blah and it's like the same thing every day and I've, I've tried that before, but for me, it just doesn't work. Like I, I'm a very creative person. So I feel like it restricts that creativity. So when I find that I'm really passionate about something that I'm working on, when there's no deadline, it's kind of like, I just follow that passion until it's time to do something else. I kind of like that too. I just like, when I get an idea, it's like, okay, we're running with it. Yeah. You're like not sleeping. It's like, this is the main focus. <laughs> like yeah. And sometimes it's like, I want to sleep. Hello, brain. It's time yeah. to go to sleep. But Brain's it's like, like once you have that idea, you're like a dog with a bone. And it's like, no, 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 I got to finish this. I got to do this. And it's not even like from a stressful place. It's from an inspirational place. And I feel like once that inspiration strikes, it's like, why would you try to diminish it? Because then it'll be just that much harder when you actually sit down to do it later, you know? Or if you don't get up, you're just dreaming about it. Oh, yeah. You may as well have just gotten up and written it all down. Otherwise, your yeah, brain's just exactly. going to keep playing with it. <laughs> 100%. And I feel like that's a big issue for people sometimes. It's like you have all these dreams, but the reason they're not happening or coming to fruition is because you're not putting that work in to make it happen. And I think sometimes when you have a dream that's super, super big, it seems unrealistic. So you're like, where do I even start? And I feel like the answer is just you just start somewhere. Just do something. It could be anything. Like you said, as small as just writing it down. And then you have it documents it and from there you can be like oh maybe in a week you'll look at it and you'll be like hey like I have some ideas for this let's work on it or maybe I know this friend and this friend has like a connection that can help me with this you never know where it'll go we just have to start somewhere there's a saying it's easier to move a ship at sea than one at the dock <laughs> I love that I've never heard that one before I'm gonna use that I like it yeah it's somebody told me that gosh I was years and years ago maybe like 40 years ago, <laughs> maybe even more than that. Yeah. Anyway, it's always kept in my mind and it's like getting, taking the first step always means something will happen. hundred percent. It's not going to be, you're not going to be in the same spot you were in the step before. But it's scary, you know, so that's a change and you don't know where it's going to go. Like what if you put in a bunch of effort, it doesn't go anywhere. Um, so I feel like for me, it's like, as long as it's something that I'm passionate about, it never feels like wasted time or effort. Cause I took steps towards something that I was really excited about. And it's always interesting how, how it ends up turning out. Sometimes it's like so different from what you thought it might be and it's okay to pivot. hundred percent. And I found a lot of different opportunities that I've taken in life they seemed really disjointed and not connected. And then eventually it was like, I would meet people that would take me to the next opportunity, would take me to the next opportunity. And it was always something that I was even more interested in. So whenever I feel like I get an opportunity, I'm like, oh, this seems really cool. Even if it's not exactly what I'm looking for at the time, 
I'm always willing to try it because I don't know where it's going to lead to. And I've, I'm old, so I have a lot of experience. And I've, when I was young, I did a lot of different things. Like I was constantly, I would get training and I would do things and I would start businesses and I would get jobs and then I would start another business or sell real estate or life insurance or all of these different things. I even drove a, a semi for a while. Okay. So, I mean, they're all like super different things that I've done. I had, I had a cleaning business. I cleaned people's houses for a while. So cool. Okay. Very nice. But, but they all had a thread that went through them. And as I've gotten older, I now have all of these skills that I acquired from all of these different pieces so that I can help people with a certain need. But it, I would have never had that if I hadn't gone through all of these other experiences that seemed kind of disjointed at the time. So as a younger person, and you're experiencing all of these different aspects of life and different opportunities that are coming along and getting to experience some things that are very unique to the time frame that you've lived in. It's Wednesday in Preston, so we have trains. <laughs> they come through and they're not far from my house, so we're mm -hmm. going to just hear the trains for a second. <laughs> I actually didn't even hear the train until you mentioned it, so. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I try to like arrange this. So usually it's here around noon. Uh -huh. So it's a little late today. <laughs> I think anyway, like what I was saying is that you, you have so much opportunity and you've been able to take advantage of it. And it, it's really exciting to see all the things that you're doing and that you get to put your hand in and. Thank you. Where it's the potential for where it could lead. That's a really good question. And I think it's something I'm still exploring, but I think eventually I would like to take podcasting to a bigger level and just, I think, explore that more as a full-time job. And from there, I'd really love to get more into broadcast journalism. I've taken on like a side project doing that that I am working on soon. So we'll see how that goes. And then eventually print as well. Like I loved writing whenever I was growing up. It's something really important to me and I kind of lost touch with it when I was in college because I went to business school I went for like a more technical study and ever since I graduated it's just something I wanted to get back into I think I, re I really love being able to showcase people's experiences like I said in a way where even if you can't meet that person yourself it kind of feels like you were there mm -hmm. I really love being able to like transport people to places that they've never been and, and I think that's so important especially in the time that we live in in terms of getting to know people and just being open to other cultures and other ideas. And I feel like it's such a good way to bridge cultural gaps. So something I'm really passionate about. So you weren't born in the United States or were you? I was, uh, my parents are originally from Slovakia and they moved mm -hmm. here to really like around when they were teenagers. So I think they kind of instilled that interest in me. There's a lot of our culture growing up. There's not many Slovak people in the area that I live in but like we have a church that we would go to and everybody there was from like the same village in Slovakia and I had never actually been um, but I lived in London for the last six months because my job was remote so I wanted to travel and I actually got to go back to our hometown and like visit families still have like lots of family there and stuff 
And so I think from there, that's when I realized, like, I've been traveling a lot all throughout college and meeting really cool people and hearing really great stories, but I didn't know that I wanted this to be, like, my full-time job or, like, my career path until I went back home and visited, and I was like, no, I think this is what I want to do, so. Yeah. Do you have an idea about your podcast? I mean, I know you want to showcase people in different um, places, or do you have like, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm struggling here. Oh, you're all good. <laughs> Just to all be good. honest with you. No, you're perfectly um, good. Um, so I think the goal for the podcast is that I just feel like a lot of times younger people aren't always taken seriously when they share their opinions. And I think there's a really big gap between people that grew up um, Gen Z, Gen Y, and then just like older generations of people where I think that there's a big mentality shift, even in terms of things like mental health, politics. Um, and I think giving youth a space to kind of talk about those topics is really important to me. And the biggest issue with finding guests for the podcast is that I still live in the United States for the most part. So all the guests I have usually are friends or like people I know. And it's like expanding that network to people from different countries and different cultures, I think would be really impactful because it kind of shows how this is an issue that we're experiencing all over the world, not just in the United States. And again, I think bridging that gap is really important. And so for me, I think just being able to expand to other regions would be a really great idea. And I think that's where I want to take it. Have you considered maybe? Um using your your social media expanding your social media to to reaching out to different countries um and and making connections that way yeah I think that's a really good idea it's something I haven't put much thought into yet but it's definitely something I want to do um and I'm really excited because we're starting a new season Uh, we're actually going to start recording tomorrow so I think from there we're going to start planning and trying to see how we can reach out to other people um, right now, I'm co-hosting the podcast with my best friend, Chanel, and she actually moved to Paris about three years ago. So she mm-hmm. has a bit of a network in Europe, and I have been living in London. So now we're feeling like we have a lot of connections. We can use social media and different platforms to kind of reach out to them. So I think that's going to be our next challenge, but I'm really excited for it. You'll be surprised, I think, how fast and easily it is to connect with people in different areas through social media, but you you get into one country and they have friends and everybody knows like 600 people. That's crazy. Yeah. And I I think it's so interesting too, just the impact that social media has on us these days. We have so much access to information and it's so much easier to learn things than it was in the past. And so I think it's something we need to take advantage of. And I don't think enough people do. I agree. And it's, it's so amazing how much, how, how kind of, even deep the connections can be there for people that are worlds apart, literally. I mean, I have friends that are in Australia, really good friends that, you know, we talk all the time, but it's only early in the morning and late at night. (laughs) Yeah. The time difference can be killer, but I feel the same way. Like I said, my best friend, she lives in Paris, originally from New York, but I talk to her more. Like we FaceTime pretty much like once a week, we are like Mm -hmm. inseparable and like I talk to her more than some of my friends that live like a 15 minute drive for me. So 
it's really cool how we have all these tools to stay in touch with people but I feel like sometimes we don't make the most of it. We talk a lot about like the downsides of technology, the downsides of social media. There are actually a ton of pluses that I think we're just not taking advantage of. I think so too. And everybody kind of has their different, or I shouldn't say everybody, but I think different generations have different ways of using social media. Like I have a 19-year-old daughter and I have a 40-year-old daughter, my kids in between. Okay. The 19-year-old uses social media way differently than the 40-year-old. And they use it way differently than I do. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of interesting to see how how those differences kind of play out. Yeah, and, and it's crazy too when you think about algorithms, like even on TikTok and stuff, like I have friends that are like, oh yeah, my algorithm is showing me tons of cute dog videos. And I have other friends that are like, oh, I use it for a lot of like mental health resources. And other people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see any of this on my feed. And so it's just really funny to see how you can use it and cater it to what you want to see. Um, and kind of also just how algorithms will show different people different things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I heard on um, I got an email from a friend of mine who was talking about Pinterest. Pinterest wants to get, um, they want to have a patent so that they can look through your email so that they can serve you the kind of stuff that you want. Mm-hmm. Just like, And I, I would presume you'd have to agree to it you would get to agree to it and they wouldn't just like decide they're gonna like go through your emails though you know (laughs) who knows but um I think that's kind of kind of a intrusive (laughs) b interesting that there's there's places there's um organizations out there that are looking to model their algorithms on on your on your emails a hundred percent. And I think there's a lot of questions that I have surrounding this because it's, it's interesting because in theory, like something like this should make your life easier in some sense, because it's like, it's kind of showing you what you want to see before you even like ask it to. But at the same time, when it's done by companies that are privatized, it's kind of like, okay, well, they're still benefiting from this. And like you said, it's intrusive. So I'm always curious, like, where is the line? Because technology is just going to get more and more intrusive, I think, but it's in a way that's meant to help us. But does it actually help us or does it help the business more than the consumer? I don't really know. And it's funny to see like kind of how it's been balancing out lately and going back and forth. The other thing is, I just think there needs to be more regulation around stuff like this. And the biggest issue, I remember it's like, I was really interested in law for a while and there's just not enough regulations around technology usage right now. And until they start passing more laws that are going to limit these things I mean we don't really know what's going to happen and then the laws don't apply like internationally so it's like whatever's happening in the states like if you have friends in Europe that you're communicating with like some stuff won't even go through like I know on Instagram um if you're in Europe there are certain like memes and stuff that you can't send to people because there are like regulations on it and like what you can be shown it's like even like gifs and stuff you can't send them it's interesting Hmm. that is interesting I I I don't I don't know that that laws necessarily help because there's mm-hmm. anymore. I feel like laws, they just, the laws around technology only end up hurting the people that are trying to use it reasonably. Whereas the criminals are out there, the wild west. Yeah, it depends. And like, it's interesting because laws can be made to help consumers and it can be made to help businesses. And I think in the States, we tend to, favor businesses because we're very capitalistic so 
-hmm. Again, it depends on the types of laws, who's passing the laws, who's making the laws. That's another thing, even with technology. And who's enforcing them. Yeah, exactly. Who's enforcing them? Because there could be laws being passed, but in certain states, they might be enforced and in others, they might not. So it's kind of like, uh, we don't really know what's going to happen. And so I think it's it's setting a really interesting precedent. I would have to agree. Is there like one thing you would really like to leave our listeners with today? Uh, yeah, I'd say like something that I was always told was that you should, especially as women, I'll say that. I think that if there's any opportunities you're interested in, anything you want to do, you should just go for it. I think a lot of us struggle with imposter syndrome. And I think that prevents us from actually starting. And if we can't start, we can't get to where we want to go. So I'd say, honestly, just reach for the stars. It might not work out. It might, but what's the harm in trying if it's something you're really interested in? So my advice is just go after whatever you want to do and don't let anyone tell you you can't actually do it. I agree with you 100%. So how do people get in touch with you? So you could email me. It's my first thought, last name, amory.guidosh at gmail.com. You can message me on social media. I have a website, amoryguidosh.com as well. Um, pretty much just plug my name into the internet. You'll probably find some, some form of communication. I'd say I prefer Instagram, at amoryguidosh. Um, feel free to message me about anything. I'm always happy to help. I think it's really important to connect with people, like I said. So if you want to talk about any projects you want to start, or you want advice, or you just want someone to talk to, I could be that girl for you. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll be sure to put those links in the, in the description. Thank you so much for tuning in to another empowering episode of the You World Order Showcase podcast. We hope you've enjoyed hearing from our incredible life, health, and transformational coaches who are making a profound impact on the world. Remember, change begins with you, and you have the power to transform your life and the lives of others. If you want to take that next step and unlock your true potential, visit thecoachesalchemist.com where you can find the three ways we can help you for free to spin your talent into gold with clarity, a system, and a plan. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an inspiring episode. And if you enjoyed today's show, we'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to us and helps us reach more people with our positive message. Stay connected with us on social media for updates, behind-the-scenes content, and upcoming guest announcements. You can find us on Facebook at The You World Order or simply visit thecoachesalchemist.com. Thank <laughs> you.